taking a break from some live watching of NBA action as far as like uh, paying very close attention to it because the two games tonight were just awful. Yep, they were very one-sided. Oh yeah, Atlanta started off hot and they had a had a lead. I was um, yeah uh, watching Barry while I was eating, and so I wasn't I had it on, but I expected them to just kind of get blown out again. And they had a lead for most of the, the game, and then as soon as I could, like kind of started paying more attention to it, the Celtics took a big lead, and I was like, all right, I'm checked out. <laughs> Yeah, so I was at work, and I was kind of listening, but not really paying attention while I was closing up at work. And then I get in the car to leave, and I see a message from you saying how you can't believe Atlanta is winning. And I turned the game on to listen to it while driving, and I immediately hear the announcers saying how Boston had just taken the lead and had made this insane run. And so I texted you uh, the most obvious thing, which was that uh, by sending me that message, you had jinxed Atlanta and you cursed them from that point on. And they were just ruined. They were destroyed. Oh, they've cursed themselves for for too too long for my words to do anything. (laughs) I just am am upset that I even picked them to win one game this series because that's clearly not going to happen. I mean, they're just such a terrible team that they're just not even going to win one. And they're playing the Celtics, which the Celtics are very, very good. Maybe against Milwaukee, but yes, another they team are. they could get swept. But that's Philly. Maybe they squeak out a game against Ugh. Philly. But, yeah, it just it seems like yeah. this one's over. It seems like the Nets series is over. Like the, the Nets seem like they're fighting, but they don't really have much of a chance against Philly. They, like, yeah, I mean, like, they definitely are trying. Like, mm-hmm. They are not a bad team. They're just, you know how we've talked multiple times about how Miami needs more of a superstar. Well, on a greater degree, the Nets need that. The Nets have good players, but most of them are, are what would be like role players on another team. And they play well as a team. They just... They don't have the type of players to take them them to that next level. Like, okay, just for example, if they would just have Embiid on their team and everyone else as is on that team, that would be incredible because they'd have a bunch of shooters, guys that play defense all around them, and that would be ridiculous. And I would say even like a title contender just because they have all the other pieces. They just don't have a superstar that can lead the team like Bridges is good and probably yeah. capable of being like a number two player. Yeah, and Dinwiddie is good. Yeah, and he's he can step up and be maybe a third best player, uh, you know, regularly, and then maybe like higher right. some nights. But they just don't have a star to really kind of power them, put them over the top. Exactly. I mean, they do have one of one of the best defenders in the in NBA uh, in a. Ben, my back is hurt. Simmons, you know, who has <laughs> well, not uh, played in forever. Yeah, I mean, at this point, does he even play again? I mean, he's he's pretty much if he doesn't play, he's pretty much like useless until his last year of his contract. Which I, I mean, it's geez, I think I'm pretty sure there's like four years left on it at least. Um, and then it'd be like 
a team might want to trade for him just because he's like, then you can write off that cap and you have all that cap space. But I mean, you're not getting anything in return by trading for Ben Simmons. He's pretty much a non-factor at this point. Um, Philly's been came back and battled in that game. I didn't watch it closely because yep. I was busy yesterday, but I did have it on and, and was paying attention to it here and there. Um, as far as the other series in the, the East, uh, I know that we just mentioned the Celtics. That, that series is over. We don't even really need to discuss it. It's pretty much done. We expect. Who knows? Hey, you know, I was know. surprised but by the – It looks over. Oh, it does, for sure. I was surprised by the Cavs tonight just dominating the Knicks like that. Like, I just – I expected them to come back. I, you know, I, I think this – again, I think it goes seven. I think both these teams are pretty good. I could see it going seven. And I could see either of them winning. I'm more rooting for the Knicks. I find as I'm seeing this series play out. But I don't have a real dog in the fight. Uh, It's Mm -hmm. more of that. I mean, I don't really care about the Cavs either. You know, so why not go for, you know, Madison Square Garden, the Knicks, and that organization, you know, like. It definitely would be a. I feel like would be an upset because I think, as good as Brunson has been this year, um, he's still like if you're drafting players from the team, when is he selected? Maybe third overall because you're probably taking Donovan Mitchell first out of all the players from those two teams. You might take Mobley, maybe second, but then you know I could see Brunson maybe going second too, especially the year he's had and how he played last year for Dallas. But yeah. I could see him going second based on what he has shown this season. Uh, I meant to joke with you the other night and say, hey, maybe we do get Heat and Knicks after all. Because remember, we talked about that heading in maybe the first round, like a first round matchup, like a four or five series. Um, but maybe, right? maybe the way I still think the Bucks win the series, but man, I was not expecting the Heat, who are his like the worst offensive team in the NBA, to come out and just put up points like a ton of points on the Bucks, Even not having yeah. Giannis, I mean, unfortunately, still a very good defensive right. team. Yes. Uh, unfortunately, that was against non-Giannis, like you just said. And yeah. the Heat, I almost said we lost because uh, I have <laughs> liked them for so long. Uh, but I'm going to reserve we for the Mavericks as long as Duke. Uh, Donchick is there and reserve we for Orlando whenever the time comes that I can talk about Orlando in the playoffs again. Hopefully it'll be soon. Anyways, I think it I will think be so soon. too. But anyways, I'm don't need to go on, follow that rabbit. Uh, losing hero is bad. Yeah. I mean, he's the offense for a team that doesn't have a lot of offensive weapons. Uh, Kevin Love right. was really good. Like he was, yes, he looked like he didn't do anything in the playoff, like the play in games rather, and he just was great the first game of the series. Um, I well, I don't. He didn't do anything to like really show up and be strong, but like he's he's a smart player with all the experience he has, mm-hmm. and he's big enough that again, it's that like if he doesn't do anything necessarily noticeable defensively just his body can make a difference because you got to get around him or get by him like close to the paint and he takes charges too he was like second in the league in charges this year yeah yeah 
So he was deaf. I was su- not to knock him, but I was surprised how much he still has in the tank when he got to Miami. Yeah, I mean, I just I am surprised. Uh, I was Bill Simmons has said it in multiple episodes, and I am surprised that because he's a, he's not dead weight, and I know that they you know he he sent a long term deal with the Cavs, you know, even when they weren't good for all those years, and they kind of did that as a favor. But they just like, why would you not keep him with the Cavs if you wanted to use him in the playoffs potentially, depending who you faced, and just one of the extra size. I mean, it just he's going to go to a rival who you may have to end up playing in an, in like in the next. Let's see, that'll be the four. There are the eight seeds, so that'd be the four seed. I mean, you could potentially have to play him in the second round if the Heat would somehow pull an upset. I mean, I still don't see that happening. It's one game. Uh, Giannis, right. I don't think is going to miss more than if he does even miss a game. I don't think it'll be more than one. And yeah. I still think they can. The Heat, being such a poor offensive team, can still um, lose even though Giannis does not play because Drew Holiday has been good in Giannis's absences. Uh, Middleton has been better towards the last like ten or so games of the season. So I think that they can provide some offense. Um, it just will be a little different. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I agree. I mean, yes, Giannis brings a lot, but like you just said, they have some other star players that can really step up. Like in my mind, Holiday has, is maybe not a superstar, but he is in he's, he is NBA yeah. star. Oh, right, he's level. very close to a superstar because he's so good on defense and yeah. offense. He really is, and I mean. They got some other big guys that can do something. So, I mean. Hopefully Carter steps up too. See, I need to put my jersey on. I didn't have it on the other day. Uh, I'd come back from the store getting food or something, and I had a different shirt on. So, I'm going to have to bring out the Javon Carter jersey and, and kind of bring in <laughs> good luck tomorrow. Uh, I think that is. Yeah. I think that's the early game, like the 7 o'clock game. So, I'll probably miss part of it because I have to. I'm going to. I'm going to mow when I come home. So. Uh, I usually will be done probably about seven thirty or so by the time I get done and showered and everything. So I'll probably miss up the start of the game, but I'll definitely get to see the end of it for sure. Um, yeah, I'll have work and all. So, anyways, um, as I hear you say um, and then I say um, I was thinking something. Uh, yeah. While we're talking, obviously the playoffs, side A sports, I. I want us to look at how did our uh, predictions square up in the play-in? Because we haven't talked about that yet. Well, uh, let's see. Out West, we predicted the Lakers to win, which didn't look good for the, for most of that game. And then the Lakers did come back against the Wolves. That was such a good game. And then um, I would say it's more of a close game and an entertaining game because it was close. Yeah, like you a, said it was sloppy. Yeah. That's what but, I mean. As good as an entertaining, intense, I was like awake for it. Yeah. See, now I would say a good game, and I would actually go even higher than that, would be the <laughs> game one between Kings and Warriors because that game was just like both offenses were incredible. The defenses weren't bad. Oh, that was one. The ball was moving constantly. And I'm really glad I made it home from the movie in time to watch that because one of the best games of the year that yeah, game was, it was just so phenomenal. good yeah but anyways 
And then okay. back to our other prediction out west, it would have been yeah. the Timberwolves, which uh, I think we yeah, we both picked the Pelicans because of their size, and they end up losing to the Thunder. Even though, I, like I mentioned in the podcast, I was rooting for the right. Thunder. <laughs> And then what we what happened? I think did we we I think we I think we took Wolves over Pelicans. I'd have to check the tape for sure, but I feel like we took Wolves over Pelicans, even though I was rooting for like. I think I took Pels. I thought I think we might have taken, but I can't remember for sure on that one to be honest. And um, so we were kind of decent out west. Now out east, Miami lost, which we gave that the Hawks no chance, and we just immediately right. ate crow. Whew. Yeah. Yeah, that and game then, was wild. And I think we we had then Hawks Bulls, which the Bulls we did pick that one over the Raptors. Truth. Another comeback because I turned off that game. Uh, it was on last Wednesday, and I they were up nineteen points when I quit watching. And I was like, all right, I'm gonna go watch Abbott Elementary, and I just like completely turned it off. Didn't care. Then I checked that game. <laughs> they had like the lead by a couple of points. I was like, what the hell happened? <laughs> they were down nineteen. <laughs> Uh, but the Bulls won, so we got that one yeah. right. Yep. And then uh, we would have had – I think we might – did we go Bulls over Hawks? I feel like we might have. Yeah. And they, the Hawks obviously ended up winning, but I would have – the way the Heat looked against the Hawks, I would have picked the Bulls in that game. But, but yeah. the Heat uh, prevailed. Again, the, the Heat always are tough. They're tough out. They're Even yeah. if they're not – they really don't yes. have a chance to win the title or anything this year, but they have a chance to be a, a nuisance to someone on a title run. And this year, that's Milwaukee. They're just going to be a nuisance the entire time because they're not an easy out. They beat you down. Yeah. Hence, um, John is getting hurt. Granted, he'll be back hopefully soon, but still. And that was a mm-hmm. ugly fall. Like, it wasn't anything dirty or anything like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He just landed on his but it looked like it landed on his butt bone from, yeah, high. from high up. Yeah, it, it was his tailbone, and it was like from it looked like four feet in the air or something. It was looked really high, and it's he was Ugh. having trouble walking. He yeah. tried to come back in the game because I think you were working that day, and I was like, Uh-oh. he did come back. I think he, I think he came back for a tiny bit, and but then he had to leave again. It was only like one or maybe two possessions, right? And, and of course, yeah. there was like an offense, defense, and maybe two offense, two defenses, and that was it. And he was out after that. Yeah. So, yeah, if I remember correctly, the surprise for us in the East was the Hawks are in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, I, would have, I wouldn't have been shocked if they would have gotten the eighth seed. I'm shocked that they got the seventh seed because right. the Hawks just right. are not that good, and we're just seeing the evidence of it against the Celtics. They're just not a good team. Um, they really – I mean, I'm being honest. they got to blow it up. They, they're not going to be any better than they are currently. I mean, they might get a seed or two higher – Maybe, but like they're not one of the four. I mean, they're down better than the Knicks, and that's the fifth seed. Uh, I mean, they're probably better than the Nets if the Nets would have had this team all year. They're probably a little bit better than them, maybe, maybe. <laughs> so it's like they're not a good know. team. They don't really have a, a chance to win a title. They got to make a trade, I yeah. think. Yeah, I mean, they got to do something. I don't know if they're better than Nets, honestly. I don't. I mean, I really don't. The Knicks might, even though they don't have like a star player like Trey, they at least have like a good team. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm really surprised the Hawks are playing. Honestly, uh, Miami, I definitely thought were 
would have uh, won that first game and not end up being in the eighth seed, but I'm so glad that they are in it. And now they're beating the crap out of the Bucks. Mm-hmm. So, see, yeah, that's what I wanted to play the Celtics too, because yep. again, I'm rooting for the Bucks because you know I'm and Javon. I love love uh, Giannis too, and so I would rather them play the Hawks because that's in like a four one four zero series. Whereas the Heat, even though I said four one for that series, just because of the offense, the Heat are still going to play you tough. Like it's going to be a tough series. And right. so I was wanting the Celtics to have the tougher series because, you know, they're the main competition, I think, this year for the for the, uh, Bucks. And there's that history there of the Celtics mm-hmm. and Heat. So there's also that to add to it. Um, yeah, so, I mean, that was how it went. I, I expected a little more out of Nola than we mm-hmm. got. Yeah, just quick exit. And even though I didn't necessarily expect – OKC to make it all the way out of the play-in. That's a good team. If they can they're, keep they're, together what they got, they're really on to something. They have a superstar already in Shea. Like he's a superstar. Like he, the way he gets to the the rim and gets his shot that he wants, like he's he's already there. Like he's and he still like has room to grow, but he's already like at a star potential, and he has room to grow as a player. So that's even better news for them. They have Chet Holmgren, who was out this whole season. So, I mean, they're going to get basically the number two back. They're going to have um, a lottery pick this year at some point. And it, it's, this team's very, very good. And they have a lot of cap space, too, I think. So, I mean, they, they have a chance to build a real contender here. They have a lot of good pieces and then kind of make either, – either get the superstar to sign a free agency or trade for a superstar – and they could be one of those teams that really does have a chance to contend for the title, like for sure. So I, I really enjoyed watching the Thunder. Giddy I looked really too. good too. Yeah, so young. They're such a mm-hmm. young team. I mean, Giddy's what, 20? Yeah, it's his second year in the NBA. And what was nice is um, it was just good experience. Even though they didn't get in the playoffs, they had two like playoff atmosphere games. And it's just experience for the future for this team. And I think that's really going to help them. Kind of like how OKC that one year when they first got Durant and, and Sproke, and they were like the eighth seed, and they were going against the Lakers and really didn't have much of a chance or anything. I think they are the eighth seed that year for memory serves. And they're going to get Kobe and the Lakers, I believe. And you know they weren't going to win, but they, it's just to get the, their, your feet wet in the playoffs and kind of get just a taste of what it's like. Then you know how to play next year in it. Like, Yeah. When you get that taste, you want more of it. Yeah. Yeah, no, I was really impressed um, by them. I mean, otherwise, like right now, if we're just looking at the the, the series that are happening, um, I was shocked by how well, without Paul George, the Clippers really hung against the Suns. And even though he shot terribly, terribly, yeah. like he was not very good. He just had so much effort and so many other plays. Westbrook like legit won that game for them on the first game because he oh, had yeah. so many good key plays. Like he made this two free throws, yep. and then he comes down and throws the ball off of I can't remember which Suns player it was because it was a couple of days ago now, but he he saved it from. I don't think it was Booker. I don't think it was Durant I'm either. Trying, I'm trying to remember who it was, but he threw it off of their leg. Was it Aiton? Could have been Aiton, but he threw it off their leg and and he got him back, and yep. that was that sealed the win. Like it. And he, yeah, I mean. We've been saying it that 
he's looked better this year anyways you know it's like a broken record even at the lakers he was looking better and he looks he's looked much better with the clippers fit, than I thought he just fits he did with the lakers in. yeah he just mm-hmm. fits in better with them and they don't necessarily need him to score no no he can just go in and just give them effort go after rebounds and just really like have that give them like motor energy he's their rodman <laughs> I'm yeah. serious. It just and he's hit. better than Rodman. It, yeah, he like is. offense offensively. Yes, yeah. yes. But it just hit that just clicked for me. He's like their Rodman. He does all, he does all the hard work, hustle, dirty stuff. Dirty. I don't like trash. The it's like the you know it's like the trash work. You know, like garbage man. Like all that diving for the ball, throwing it off of someone's leg. The crazy rebound, the like mm-hmm. all that extra stuff that when you do it, it also invigorates, you know. Um, yeah, he's uh, he's really helping them out a lot, and he can score on occasion. Like you said, he, he didn't do great scoring the other night, yeah. but he did everything else. Speak of the devil, he just made a three pointer in this game to put the the. Uh, and you're the about 15 seconds ahead of me because. Because when you said ten is when I is when he shot it on my screen, so but yeah, because we do have this game on live, and um, yeah. the Clippers are actually up by ten right now. Which I mean, it's super early in the game. Who knows what'll happen? Uh, well, what's funny is when I found out Paul George is going to miss this whole first series because it's still up in the air up until like game day on uh, they played I believe on Saturday this series I think is when it started. Um, I really regretted saying Suns and seven at that point. Cause I thought, well, I think, you know, the, the Clippers are good enough as a team. They have enough depth and everything to at least win two games for sure. But I, I updated my rank, my predictions and said Suns and six. And now I feel like a dude, like a dunce. Cause like, I discounted how much depth the Clippers have and how little depth the Suns have because the Suns made that trade for Durant and got rid of all their bench, you know, for most of their bench. And now they have, they don't have a lot outside their big that's four f- players. Yeah, that's very true. That's very true. And yeah, I mean, I could see this series really going either way. I do think the Suns are more likely, especially with uh, PG being gone, but it could still go either way. And, they're still gelling with Kevin Durant. I mean, if you're going to have to gel with someone and still get used to playing on a team mm-hmm. with someone, who better than someone like that? I mean, Durant knows what it means to be a teammate. He's not going to come into this game and try to, like, yeah. get them to fit the him. You know I mean? Like, he knows how to do it right. So he's going to gel with the team as fast as anyone. But it's still – you know, that's something they're not fully used to playing together yet. And the Clippers are not bad as much. Oh, no, they're not a bad team. I just thought losing. Right. I thought that I didn't know if they'd have enough offense because I was mainly saying like, okay, the best player in this series, I still would say probably Kevin Durant. If you're just, but then Kawhi is so close to him. Like as far as like being the best player in the series, it's really 50, 50. Yeah. Yeah. And then, okay. So if the third best player, you know, Booker. Then I would say probably if he's healthy, Chris Paul, and then probably Aiton. And that's before I even I went to their top four players before I even touched a second uh, Clippers Clippers player. And then at that point, yeah, 
And Aiton is, as much as I love him, he is inconsistent. Yeah. Yeah, he is. And I just, I guess I'm, I will say, I feel like right now, as we're talking, we're watching this game up 10 points. And I feel like if the Clippers do win this game, it's going to be over. I mean, I'm not, it's not going to be a sweep, but I don't know how the Suns are going to win four out of five games. And then they still have to go on the road. Like, we'll, we'll touch this series in a second, but the Warriors down 0-2 at least have played on the road twice. I mean, the, the Suns are doing this at home. They're losing. And so they then completely lose home court because they have to go three games in L.A., which they would have to win at least two of them. And that's just – that's a lot – that's a tough ask, I, I especially against this team that has looked better. I mean, they can make adjustments. But I would imagine if the Clippers win this game, this series, I don't see the Suns winning. I don't see it being a sweep, but I don't see the Suns maybe winning more than two games. I don't know how they'd force a game seven. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I mean, obviously it's possible, but yeah. It's, oh yeah, it's it's definitely possible. I mean it's when, not it's looking just, as good. No, no, it's just like the odds are definitely not in their favor for sure. So uh, the other series, I didn't watch much of the game because uh, this is my I'm not really interested in the series. And it's just because I don't think the teams are evenly matched, and that is uh Denver and the Timberwolves. So that's why I brought it up next because there's really not much I have left to say because I think Denver just is too good. For this team, and the Wolves just play like stupid. Uh, Rudy Gobert is complete trash. <laughs> um, <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. That was one of that might go down as one of the worst trades of all time, just because of all they gave up for him. They could have kept Walker Walker Kessler, and and basically have Rudy Gobert's stats and still have all their picks to make a move in the future. Like it just, it just, it looks, it looks horrendous in hindsight. All they gave up for Gobert, and he sucks. Gobert is garbage. Write that down. <laughs> and it seems that he's mentally. It's not that he's mentally not there, but he's not just the whole like, you know, punching his teammate and so forth. Because stuff like that has happened before. Was it dumb? And it was like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. what is this team doing? You know, but stuff like that happens. It he, he just seems like he's playing so overly emotional, like as though like from the first tip to the end of the game, the other team is automatically like in his head. And he's just like losing the mind game. He's just like he's just like hot headed and not and it's causing him it seems like it's causing him to not play smart. And yeah, he's just I don't know. It's not good. I feel like a lot of people don't like him in the NBA. I still every time I like think about like my disdain for Gobert and whether it be like the COVID thing where he he basically single handedly <laughs> demolished the twenty twenty NBA season, uh, you know, for a period of time. Um, or when they had the the draft, it was either last year or the year the year right before the COVID. Actually, no. The COVID season, they did have the All Star. I, th- I think they did have the All Star game, but it was it was one of those drafts where LeBron James was picking, and there's only like three players left, maybe four. And he's like, "We really need to get some size in our team." And Gobert was one of the players left, the tallest of the players left. He's like, we really need some size. And then he took like a like a, a small forward or something. And it was like, 
I feel like right. if you say we really need size and then completely pass on the biggest guy left, that's a true center. It, I just, yeah. it, it just, I, I feel like a lot of people don't like him either. I don't know. Maybe, maybe they do, but he just seems like a, like a dunce. And yeah, it's just, yeah. I, yeah. It's, it's not like you're getting, as I'm watching the game, it's like you got Zubak, you know, playing for the Clippers. That's a different type of size, you know, that size that can do a lot. I would rather have Zubak than than uh, than I'm trying to think who, who I would who I'd rather have Gobert than when it comes to the like in the NBA. Yeah, Ben Simmons. <laughs> True. I will say at least I get minutes out of Gobert. Uh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyways, yeah. So Let, let's move to the the team the game that I I again. I know we discussed it. I just thought it was a good matchup because they were lacking size. I thought the Lakers were going to take down the Grizzlies. I think I picked it in six. I think Lakers in six. Um, you'll have to check my tweet. But, uh, wow, losing jaw because they don't think he's going to play game two. Yeah. That series is over. I'm that, trying to look. What- that really, really hurt them. And, not. I mean, losing jaw and, I mean, like – the Lakers just looked great, really great in that game. Reeves, man. Yeah, he's so good. I mean, we've been saying it for a while since he got on the team, but it's like Charles Barkley was saying it best. Charles Barkley was like, where did they get these guys? He He's like, they went from basically having the G League second team to insane depth. He's like, where did they find all these people? You know, it's like it's not just Reeves. It's like, I mean, granted, uh, it's was it Rui? I always say his name, Rui Hachimura. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he was nothing with the Wizards. Like he right. was good in college. He was nothing with the Wizards. Like he would have a game here and there, but he was mainly nothing. But they, they made such they made such good trades at the trade deadline. Rather than trying to go get Kyrie. They said, and I don't mean that as a shot to the Mavericks. I'm just mean that because that was the rumors. Kyrie is wanting to go there, but instead of going after the superstar, they said let's add uh, Palinka added a bunch of depth, and that was great. They got Vanderbilt, who's like a very good rebounding power forward. They got um, uh, D'Lo, who's he's not my favorite point guard, but he's been okay for them at times. Uh, they got Chamorro. They they uh Reeves has just been incredible. Yeah, he really has. Um, Is and and obviously you got LeBron, and then Davis has really stepped up. He yeah. gave us a scare. He could not feel his arm. Yes, he gave us when a, when he did that, and then went to the locker room for the first half. I was like, I know. Oh, they're, they're I, know. I was like, oh, this is not good. But he came on back, and he was okay. And he probably had a stinger. Have you ever had a stinger? Yeah. No, uh-uh. I, I never had one in basketball and it's not as I don't I feel like I don't see it happen as often, but it does happen. But it's pretty common in football. And I had a few of them. The one season I played football in seventh, seventh grade. Yes, because I. No, eighth grade, eighth grade, I think. Yeah, eighth grade. Anyways, um, I think that's right. I. uh and it is like sometimes you can like move your arm, but it just hurts. And it really is. It's like this intense, like stinging is the best way to describe it. But sometimes you really can. It feels like your arm is almost like dead weight and it sucks. What's actually happening in your body? I don't know. I was in eighth grade, um, but, but it sucks. 
and that's i'm sure i, I, mean, I suspect that is what it was uh and because he looked really good in the second yeah half. I he, mean, he, he seemed fine and that's the thing they like, go away like it was a, it was a lebron game i said it was okay like lebron wasn't bad i think he had like 21 22 11 and 5 i think it was the stat line and like that's okay i mean that's not bad it's not gonna like win you the game as far as like if you're depending right. on it but so many other players yeah. stepped up. Rui is had a career game for him. He did. He did. And I think while we're raving Reeves, this just adds to it. I don't think we're as surprised about him because he started really coming mm-hmm. on already this year. So Yeah. Rui has been nothing, but he right. was just incredible. Didn't he have like 32 points? He was like the leading scorer. Something for the like that. Yeah, it was crazy. Uh, so yeah, they're just looking great, and now losing Jaw for however long, it's just it's that's brutal for them. Um, I would say if they didn't have Jaw, but then still had Stephen Adams and um, uh, wow, my blank just now. Uh, um, Brandon Clark, that's another size, like body size, and then they, I was like Triple J was good, like he definitely stepped up for him, but like they just don't. I don't think they have enough. Like, at all. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. They showed it even more last season than this year. But they have shown that they can still win against quality opponents when Ja is out. But not when Ja is out, Adams is out. Like, when it, not when it, you're this depleted. Like, losing Adams, even with Ja, mm-hmm. is big. And, and, like, some people were already counting them out just because Adams was done. You know, because... He's so such an important part for them. So yeah, I I would I definitely expect. I don't expect them to sweep necessarily, but I definitely expect uh, L.A. to win. Uh, you know, and I'm excited that yeah. while not all not all of them are, we've definitely been getting some good games. Um, yeah, I I mean, obviously for the most part, like in the the weekend, like most of the games were pretty solid, like. I know before I left for the movie, the Hawks Celtics game was just awful. I even turned it off at one point because I just didn't oh, yeah. to watch. It. Yeah, that that wasn't much of a game. The first Cleveland Knicks game was pretty darn good. Yeah. The, uh, I mean, but just that that first Golden State uh, game. Yeah, it was wild. Sacramento was, so was incredible, and I was making fun of the beam, and I texted you, and I also texted my buddy Tom that we'll have on at some points, hopefully. You know that. I am flipping on the beam. So this is my first of two recants that will happen tonight. The second will happen in side B when we talk music. <laughs> but I like the beam now. I get it. It's cool. It's kind of silly. It's kind of Disney. And that's just because I live close enough to Disney uh, that I've seen those lights uh-huh. enough times driving, like even not having anything to do with Disney, but being in the Orlando area and you see them from forever away. So, uh, but it's cool. I like the beam. I'm super stoked that the Kings are doing what they're doing. Uh, I am still picking Golden State, but after last night's loss, now they're down 2-0. Or, yeah, and I'm just like, come on, Golden State. Don't make me look like an idiot picking you. I'm very disappointed (laughs) right now. Uh, the first game was incredible. Even though they lost, it was such a close game. I was like, that's okay. Yeah, I mean, the game last night, like, the the Warriors were hurting. 
I think more so than even the score showed last night. Well, so the the first game was was absolutely remarkable. Like it was just one of the best games I've seen all season. Like I would say it's probably somewhere resides somewhere in the top ten, if not the top five overall. Like it was just awesome. It was everything you'd want. The flow was so good. Um, it was like if I can recall correctly, I don't know if there's a lead larger than 10 in the game. Eight or 10 was the highest score I remember seeing. And it's like, it was back and forth. Both teams were playing awesome. Fox was hitting any shot that he wanted. And, and, and honestly, even though like, obviously I wanted golden state to win, I don't dislike the Kings. Cause I, you know, they've sucked for so long. And I, I liked watching those Weber teams back in the day with Bibby and with white chocolate and Divas and Peja. Like I liked that team, so like I even if they end up beating the Warriors in this round, like I still would root for them over the Lakers. And I don't man, I don't know how they could match up against the Lakers, but maybe they pull it off and man, that would be wild. Them beating the Warriors and the Lakers in the same playoff run. But um to game two, the issue like both teams are having a hard time on offense. Like I think the final the the score at the end of the first quarter was like twenty one or twenty three seventeen. Yeah, and at first, Golden State was looking good. Yeah, because they're playing good defense. Like they were, like they were playing such good defense, and, and, and neither offense was hitting really. Right, but they were hitting better. But then yeah. they they so here's like the thing I me- I messaged you like right away. So it went from being like I said twenty three seventeen at the end of the first quarter yesterday to being. They held them to 17 points, and then in the first two minutes and four or two minutes and six seconds of the second quarter, they scored 13 points. I was like, what the hell? How do you give them two minutes and they get 13 points? Like, that's insane. Well, part of it was turnovers. Which <sighs> yeah, Golden they had State, a ton of those last Golden night. State always has a lot of turnovers, and at the half, at, before halftime, Kerr was asked about it, and he's like, we're playing great defense. I'm not worried about the turnovers. Yeah, well, was, that was the end of the first quarter when they were okay. Game. That was the end of the first. And then quarter. he was yeah. he was right. Like they did still need, need to play good defense, but then if you bring the turnovers in, but they just didn't play great defense after that, and that's what really hurt them, along with the turnovers continuing to happen. And when the Kings get on, it is like a freaking hurricane. Oh, they're deadly. They're when deadly. they get on, they're making everything. There was a. It's like every time they shot the ball, it doesn't matter if it's a three. It doesn't matter if it's like a jumper. It doesn't matter if it's driving into the lane against defense. It's like when they get on, it's like they go through these runs of they cannot miss, period. And that's what was happening last night. And And then you have like the kind of sloppy play combined with Golden State was uh wasn't looking horrible on offense but they weren't looking like freaking NBA jam video game offense that was what it looked like for the Kings it was just incredible and, and then and they one started... of the first things i noticed was how the the refs were letting the teams play like they weren't calling on either side, I felt like they really were. They were kind of they letting really some were. things go that I thought maybe she, like because there were a couple times Curry hit the deck, um, and vice versa. There was a few things I didn't like. Um, 
Sabonis is getting my nerves laughing because there was a call, there was a uh, one of the I think Kalini picked up his third or fourth foul on this play. Uh, he was going in for a rebound. It looks like he barely touched Sabonis, and Sabonis acted yeah. like he just got blown away by an atomic bomb out out of bounds. And I was like, okay, he didn't get pushed that hard. Come on now. Sabonis is smart, and whether you like it or not, he is smart, and he knows how to play that mind game. We'll get into that more later. You know, it's coming, but I don't want to go there yet. But that's what he was doing, and Looney was already in foul trouble, so it seemed like the refs, and I'm not even trying to pick on the refs as much because, to be honest, so far in the playoffs and all, it hasn't seemed too terrible. Um like it was in regular season, but it feels like because he was in foul trouble early already that the refs were kind of watching him and ready to like blow the whistle on him. So when you got Sabonis just like trying to get the call that just added to it. Yeah. and, And really Looney does a pretty good job of staying out of foul trouble for the most part, like he probably, will have, you know, he might have a time here or there, but most of the time he does pretty well. Um, so that was my, and, and what I did is like, I was getting tired. I was getting frustrated and I could, I just could tell the way the Warriors are playing. I was like, I'm just going to go to bed and I'll, I'll record the rest of the game. And I'm not going to put myself up to this like painstaking process of trying to stay up another hour, around 15 minutes to finish the game. And then I, I have fell them asleep. Loose. I just <laughs> fell asleep. You probably realized it because I went quiet, but I went. Af- I fell asleep mm-hmm. like waiting on that game to start, and then I woke up and I caught. I was ca- I was watching it, but I was like half alive watching it. And so, like you had messaged me, yeah. Tom had messaged me about it, and I remember I was awake enough. I saw where they thought Curry was maybe hurt. Yeah, because he went down like he yeah. was going. That was the play that looked like he might have been fouled, not on the ground, but like when he was going up. But yeah, thankfully he was not. Like he continued to stay out there and everything after that. Yeah, and I messaged you saying that that gave me concern, and I pretty much fell asleep again right after I sent that message to you. And I woke up at one thirty, and the game was over, and there were messages from you and Tom about stuff <laughs> going on. And you were, and you were both mad. And I was like, I, I, I'm going to bed. I'm not checking anything. I'm going to watch this game. Cause I still didn't know who had won. And so I went to bed. Yeah. I woke up this morning. Um, and I turned the game on and I just watched it fast forwarding through all commercials uh, from like the last thing I remembered in the early, which was early in the still in the first half, and then I saw everything that mm-hmm. took place, and all of y'all's messages made sense. <laughs> yeah, and before before we even get into that, because I know that's what we're going to dive into pretty soon, um, I did the same thing. So I I think there was about when I decided to go to bed and start recording, I think there was like four minutes left in the third quarter. And by the time I actually was getting in bed, it was like two and a half minutes left in the third quarter. And they just went to commercial break. So I got up this morning and uh, I woke up a little bit before my alarm. So I started watching it on my phone and then I finished watching it the whole fourth quarter um, while I was like getting ready for work. So I was brushing my teeth and wiping my face and, and doing a few things like that. I was, I had the game on and it was, 
I did make one, thankfully, because uh, I didn't check like any like ESPN or anything when I woke up. Um, kind of like Cavs and Knicks when I went to the movie and missed the end of that game. I could see it was close, and so I, I set my DVR for my phone to record. I was like, I'm just going to go ahead and record it, and I'll watch when I get home uh, the rest of the game because that seems so close, and I already had set up the Warriors-Kings just in case I missed the start of it. And um, I ended up, even though I knew what happened, uh, you, you told me what happened. Like you said, Brunson had more Brunson than Mitchell had more Mitchell at the end. So I still like, I'm still going to watch that last quarter because I think it was still a close game and everything. Yep. You kind of described it. And it was. It was very good that last uh, – I think I had the last 11 minutes of the fourth quarter that recorded. But regardless, the, the game last night is what I want to really talk about. And uh, I had watched it, and I saw where um, I don't use – I still follow podcasts on Apple like Podcasts, but I may list on Spotify for, like, my music, you know, tracking at the end of the year and everything and, and whatnot. So – I got a. Th- I saw a thing where it said step versus stomp, and I was like, "What?" I was like, okay, that doesn't give me a clue who won <laughs> the game, which is good. And then I right. start watching, and then I see, you know, and this is obviously what we're going to get into now, and uh, we don't have to get like break into it. Like, I feel like that's uh, for the most part. I from just listening to you because I may watch PTI today, and actually didn't even watch it. I listened to it on a podcast form. I got home later tonight, and so my whole evening just went like by like it was like a blur but um i saw it i rewatched it and this was again this morning as i was getting ready for work and what i noticed is uh sabonis and here um, here's what i'm gonna say sabonis grabbed a hold of his ankle if you're trying to then get down the court and someone grabs a hold of your ankle um it's very possible you're gonna lose your balance and i can see why he landed on his chest but when he stepped, kind of like j- step jumped in the air, that's what deserved the flagger. I'm not saying he didn't deserve the flagger. I think he at least deserved a flagger one for sure. But I'm going to say since you held his ankle and kind of tripped him, but Draymond Green having the reputation that Draymond Green does, he's not going to get the benefit of the doubt versus someone kind of like Dylan Brooks. Like if Dylan Brooks did the same thing, he's going to probably get a flagger too because – we've seen enough Dylan Brooks like shit basically to, to know that the stuff he kind of pulls during games. Um, I'm trying to think of someone like if we saw, I, I literally like when you try to think, think of something and you can't think of it. Like I'm trying to think of a, like a basketball player would be very surprising. Like Brunson Brunson's never right. done anything that I know to be egregious. Uh, we could even go a little further. We could say Kevin Love cause he's had a very long career. Kevin Love, I don't think, has done anything too shady or intentional as far as my knowledge. That'd be like Kevin Love all of a sudden is like doing it and maybe he doesn't get a flagrant too because he just had, doesn't have the history of doing things like that. It looks like he lost his balance, caught his balance like and put his foot out like and it was on his chest. But then the, the, the step jump thing is what definitely does like if in my case if someone trips you and you like even catch your balance like i'd probably go back like walk a step back and then try to go around them or something instead of step jumping like he did is what it looked like to me and so i can see and, and being dream i can see what got the flagrant too i would say flagrant one um uh, especially being a playoff game where that where he his ankle was grabbed i mean he did get a flagrant one i would say both flagrant ones play on because they were playing tough the whole game i mean even you said it yourself 
the whole game they've been kind of jostling around and everything and the game and letting things go yeah so it's like they've already had that kind of i would have just said flagrant one for both of you play on i mean it wasn't like it wasn't like um the pool injury last year where dylan brooks knocked him midair or something you know and, and like resulted in like a broken injury you know broken hand which kept him out until the finals so it wasn't anything egregious like that I would say flagrant ones for both play on, or if you want to give both a technical foul play on, that's fine too. That's probably what I would have done in a situation. If I was a referee, am I surprised right. the flagrant two was called? Absolutely not because of Draymond's history. So that's kind of where I, where my opinion is uh, today and just watching it again and going from there. So. All right. So here's my take. Mm-hmm. Um, so first, Draymond is the heel. He knows he's the heel. He enjoys being the heel. He's the heel. <laughs> You're right. He had yes, he has a history of being dirty. He and Sabonis have been going at it. First game, this game, they have been going at it. They're getting heated between each other. Sabonis most definitely grabbed his leg. Grabbed his leg the last in the first game too. So one grabbing of like the leg like that, whoever you are, if that happens to you when you're an athlete and you're playing a game in the heat of a game, that's gonna piss you off. It just is. Yeah, it is. Now Do you Rodman and Malone doing that in the finals in like ninety eight. I remember they had beef. I don't remember the, all the details. Okay, um, I'll send you the video. Yeah, but. But anyways, so I get why Draymond was mad. But again, Sabonis is smart. Sabonis is smart. And just like we as fans, we don't realize. You hear people talk about it, like former players and current players. And we still just don't realize how much the trash talk and the chippiness and the physical stuff that happens that we don't see and we don't know about where they're basically – those two types of players are hurting each other the whole game. And Sabonis is smart. So Sabonis knows who Draymond is, knows how quick he is to be heated, knows that he'll go over the edge. Dude grabs his leg. Now, granted, he's over him. He could have, I mean, part of it probably is instinct to kind of reach up. But then he grabbed his leg. Here's where I say he definitely stomped. He knew what he was doing. I don't think it was a hard stomp, but he stomped because he's looking down. He's looking down at Sabonis and puts his foot straight down on him. Now, I think the jump was two things. It was Draymond being dramatic, which has hurt him because it drew more attention to it. But it was also he's jumping, which if he hadn't have actually jumped off, in the way he did because he jumped off using both feet he actually probably would have done more to Sabonis if he had just like planted that foot hard and then stepped off of it that would have dug it in so I don't think he actually stomped him that hard but with doing the jump and everything it made it look so dramatic and so where Sabonis being smart and just winning the mind game over Draymond he did two things one he did it to Draymond, which already makes Draymond look bad. And he and probably he probably wasn't surprised at all that Draymond 
was so dramatic and overreacting and drew attention to himself in doing it. Second, he acted like he was really, really hurt when he wasn't. And here's the thing. Here's one of the ways you know he wasn't really, really hurt. And I got the, I, I got the benefit of watching uh, the Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max right after watching that game. And they, as soon as it turned on, they were talking about it. And what uh, what they all talked about was, if you get stomped on like that, what's going to happen? It's going to knock the wind out of you. What are you going to do? You're going to go in like the fetal and like crouch up. What did Sabonis do? Lay over, sprawl out. The exact opposite of what, what you would do when you got your wind knocked out of you. And then starts hitting the ground. And like, I think, I can't... I can't remember if it was maybe that said it, but they said the look on his face is like the look when Luke Skywalker is told by Darth Vader that Darth's his father. And it's just <laughs> so fake look of pain. He And he does it. A, he did a lot in the game. That's what was so frustrating even before yes. that happened. But that's his I... mind game and he's good at it. And so you have, he basically got in the mind of Draymond better than Draymond got into him, which Draymond's known for those mind games. Sabonis outdid Draymond in this game. And since he's not as dramatic about things in general, it just, he helped Draymond bring negative attention to himself. So also, while I'm glad they both got a flagrant, the reason I think it needed to be a flagrant too is because it's Draymond. And if they let him stay the way he would have acted, what kind of fire for this to escalate, maybe not even just between them two, but between like just the teams and the other players. It's like, I feel like the fans or the refs, I mean, have to be like, nope, we got to put a stop to this. It's Draymond. And like, cause that could have, it could have caused it to just escalate more and more if he had stayed on the court. Cause he has a history of that. And that's the type of thing it player he is. I mean, and ultimately like I 100% think he stomped and he knew what he was doing in that moment. While, and I, while I don't think he really hurt Sabonis, Sabonis just outplayed him he goaded him into that stomp and then he played it off so well uh, along with Draymond just drawing so much attention to himself I don't think they I do think it made sense for them to call the flagrant too because it's like we got to get him out of this game because what could this all escalate to if both these guys stay on the court and Sabonis really didn't do anything to deserve ejection he didn't twist his ankle oh no not ejection right. i mean definitely a flagrant one because of the the ankle yes. thing you can't do that right. to players gonna run down the court because you could want to injure their knee you could take them down right and, right the worst like, case you could trip them and they could land horribly you know but i think i do think draymond stomped him i think he knew what he was doing when he stomped him because he looked down at him <laughs> um but it but then sabonis just sold it and that's what did it a, a few more and the game was already you, decided. They were not going to win that oh, game. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, that's, that's why I'm glad I did go to bed and at least get some sleep because I felt better today than, you know, I did yesterday. I felt like garbage. Just I was so tired from watching basketball and just being up late on Sunday. But um, 
the, the thing I want to say, and we'll wrap up this game and then we can, if we need to talk any other sports or anything, but uh, again, I think that I don't think the series is over. Now, if the, if the Kings win the next game, it's going to be over. There's no, I don't think the Warriors going to four in a row. So I think it's, uh, they would have to win the very next game, which is on uh, two, Thursday night. Thankfully it's perfect. It's not going to get in the way of record store day since it's a late game. They've been down three before. Yeah. But not with but, this history of losing so much on the road. Well, they've been down 3-1. I don't know if they've ever been yeah. down 3-0. Gotcha. Yeah. Not the, not this team. So, I I mean, they, they have to win on Thursday. And if they don't, I mean, the series is going to be over. I don't think it'll be a sweep, but it, I wouldn't be surprised if they all mentally check out for game four either. So, what, But what I want to say about the series is, um, one, uh, I'm glad it's not on – Friday, because, you know, going into records today, which we'll talk about in the second half. And uh, I'm glad it's not on Saturday, because I would probably most likely miss the game because of getting home from Pittsburgh. So works out towards Thursday and Sunday. Couldn't be, I could ask for a better schedule to watch both of the games. And then uh, the other thing I want to say is, I am very shocked you flipped on the beam, because I like this Sacramento team. I've watched them a couple times throughout the year, because I just thought they had a lot of juice. Uh, I thought they were going to be a much improved team this year. And uh, I know we talked about the beam on, like, I, I like this team. Like, I don't dislike, I wish I hated this team because then I could find it easy. Like, Sabonis pissed me off last night, but not even that, just like prior to that Draymond thing. Uh, that was just icing on the cake. But um, I don't dislike this team. So, I mean, like, they, they win this round. I'm probably rooting for them in the second round. But it just it sucks because uh, like I'd rather hate them and it'd be easier to root for them. But, but like even the beam thing, like I, I thought it's kind of cool because it's like unique. Like no other team does that. It's like their own thing. And I remember you're like saying I hate it. It seems like I don't know if you said like it seems like a college thing or something. Or what you said? I said it's very I did not Disney. Like it. And I just was surprised you flipped on it. And that's like kind of cool. You flipped on it so quickly. I was like, all right. Oh, it's just like I. I caught a little thing of them talking about like the owner and just the idea of what made them bring the beam in. I saw, I saw a little coverage on mm-hmm. that and it's like, okay, is it kind of cheesy? Yes. But oh my yeah. goodness. Has, has it gotten everyone to rally, you know, like. And plus Sacramento has really good fans. Yeah, like they their, do. Their home crowd is they're the, like it's like just ridiculously loud like both of these games when the kings get in it and they're scoring on offense it's really loud like you watch other teams it's like not nearly right the volume you're getting from this like this crowd so i mean and they they were like that back right. in the day in the when they had weber and whatnot yeah and that's the thing for me it's just like i think i i'm saying like i flipped on the beam because i was so like this is dumb it's so cheesy and it still is but what I've realized is who cares? It's gotten something for them all to rally around and really cheer for when like um, every win, whether it's a home or an away game, the beam goes on, you know, it's just like it. I like what it, I like the way it's brought the fans, the team and everyone together. So even though yeah, it's cheesy, I can look past thinking it's cheesy because it's doing something really, really cool. 
And uh, yeah, it'll be it'll be wild if they like I said if they beat the gold earlier. I said Golden State, they beat them, and then they beat the Lakers, or they'd have to play the Lakers and maybe beat the you know considering back in the day how the the like really it was it was quite a rivalry between those two teams. So yeah, it really was at one time. Um, but yeah, that's why I flipped on it. Uh, I really, really hope Golden State shapes up and doesn't make me look like an Same. idiot um because because right now i said like i thought they were going to wake up start playing better on the road and win the west i know they might i said for the get-go they might not win the west but that's who i have my money on because i just couldn't see them continuing to be bad on the road in the playoffs but last night was bad that was just ugh. so I really, yeah, yeah. They make they make me look bad yeah, it right was, now. It was bad. Yeah. Um, do you have? I, I do want to report uh, one thing here. Uh, do you have anything else before I mention? Uh, Pirates won again tonight. <laughs> Eleven and seven, baby. <laughs> over, nice. Still over five hundred. This is like the only time of year I can actually just enjoy watching and following this team because they soon <laughs> become a garbage trash heap. <laughs> They're a land. Yeah, so I, I really am glad that I get to uh, uh, watch them right now. and really enjoy watching them. Man, and one thing I want to add, and uh, I just looked at the schedule for tomorrow. The games I want to see, the Lakers and Grizzlies and Heat and Bucks are both overlapping games. Because the late games, Timberwolves and Nuggets, a game yeah. I really, like I said, could care less if I watch. I couldn't yeah. care less either if I watch. Uh, but the the two series I want to watch, I, I actually probably get to at least watch both of them because the Bucks and Heat will be over around eleven thirty that night. So that that's doable. Um, but yeah, those are those are both going to be good games. And I guess the 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 one game won't start till seven thirty tomorrow instead of seven since it's in Memphis. So I shouldn't right. miss any game. I should be coming out of the shower right around seven thirty, so I shouldn't miss anything. Yeah, I'll be late getting to them, but I'll get to watch them. Thursday, I'm in trouble because I'm working a double. And so I will not be getting off work until like 10.30 or so. So, yeah. 10.30? Yeah, so it's going to be a... You work that late? I'm working a double, and the store closes at 10. And then I have to close. Yeah. Really? I thought you always left at 7. No, that's the other job. I'm... Oh, so okay, normally okay. on Thursdays wow. and Fridays, I would be off at five, but they asked, could I work a double and oh, okay. money? And I, so uh, I'm going to do it. So well, listen to this bullshit they're putting us through. So it's Kings and, War- <laughs> uh, Kings and Warriors, of course, at 10 and at 1030 Suns and Clippers. Like those are both great games yep, and they're combating. I, I hate it. I Why know. are you doing that to us? Stop it. I know. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. Um, but anyways to go back to if there's anything i wanted to add one thing you made me think of the only baseball team i kind of sort of pay attention to are the rays they're in tampa and they Mm. are killing it (laughs) right now yeah they've had one i think they've had one loss no, they have had at least three now because they were fourteen okay. and three the other day. But That's they had right. they they tied the record of the hottest start to a season of thirteen and zero. Right. Yeah, they went thirteen and zero before they finally had a loss. Ooh. Also, yeah. uh, Westbrook and Durant are yelling at each other. Um, what that's about? Makes but sense. Yeah. 
contentious. They're kind of going you know, at former it. Former teammates. Right. I don't think they like I don't think they ended on good terms. Um but the uh the one other thing I wanted to mention and let's not go too long just because of length. We've already been going over an hour, but gotta give him his flowers in the fact that Wiggins, even though they lost last night badly, this man missed how many games in a row in the regular season? 25, I think. Comes back into the playoffs, and you would think he had not missed a second. He is on. He's running the plays, uh, like give and go, like just cut, like defense, spot on. Like, I mean, he, granted, he missed what would have been, what, the tying shot, right? In the corner. No, the night before. Yeah. At the end of the game. No, that's Curry. No, that was Wiggins. They passed it. No, to, not in game one. They passed it to Wiggins in the corner. Uh, maybe earlier, but the very last shot of the game was Curry. Okay. Well, the the shot that they that he normally makes, it's like his spot in the corner, and he yeah he did take one of those right, yeah. and it was but I don't know if it was it, which game it was. It was near yeah. the end of the game, and it, and it was the first game because they were talking about it how like normally he would make those and and everything, but still, even when missing that. Just the dude looks like I thought he would have to get some rust off, you know, and like get back into it. But he came back after missing all that time, looking so crisp and so just like spot on. It's just incredible. I mean, it really is incredible how good looked like immediately. You know, just like hats off to him because, I mean, he was pretty well disconnected. I mean, maybe he was trying to keep in shape during that time. You know, it was like personal family stuff and all, but he wasn't playing basketball. Mm-mm. No, like that's that's impressive. Yeah, and just playing. like like he was like cutting, like give and go and like cutting through the basket, being at the perfect spot every time and just like, like, yeah, man, like. It's incredible the way he was able to step back on the court and just be so on immediately. He, like, no time missed. I mean, he was already a player I liked, like did last year. Uh, but that's just really – I mean, that that's a special talent to be able to come back in after that much time and be that on. Yeah, and it's, it's very impressive and, and almost hard to do against professionals. You know what I'm saying? It's not like he's playing intramural league or whatever. It's like, hey, I haven't played in a while, guys. So definitely, definitely impressive. Um, when we switch to music, which will be shortly, um, let's save RSD for last because then we'll know what we have like left to use sure. as far as time on RSD. Sure, that's fine. So do you want to, I knew there's a few things you wanted to mention. There's an album that you turned me on to that I'll uh, talk about during this time as well, but I'll go ahead and let you, if you want to talk about the, uh, the Jesus Peace album, I know you're pretty excited on that. Like it turned out better, I think, than yeah. you were hoping even. Yeah, so we'll jump now into, officially we'll go into side B, talk some music, as I puff away on my LFD cigar. My goodness, this is a good one. It's short and really big or really fat, and it's going to take me forever to smoke. But LF Wait, as LSD? Frank. I forget what it actually stands for. Um, 
but I've it's a brand I've liked for a long time, and this is it's a it's a really really good one. Uh, so it's like a short kind of stubby one. Uh, I'm really liking it. It's a long smoke, even though it's long in length cigar. But anyways, um, yeah, let me get into some Jesus piece. Holy cow! So last week I said, oh wait. Yeah, no, I'll, we'll go on with Jesus piece. I meant to do my uh, my recant first, but in music, but that'll be second. So, Jesus piece. Uh, last week I had said uh, that I didn't have anything on my radar because I forgot that this album was coming out this past Friday. I thought it was coming out at the end of the month for some reason, but oh my goodness! So this is a band I've mentioned before. I caught them at Furnace Fest last year. I did not know who they were at all. And I was walking by the main stage. It was on a Sunday. It was Sunday afternoon. And this band was like just getting started. So I was like, all right, I'll stand here. I'll check it out. And then they started playing. And I was like, oh, my goodness, this is good. This is really good. And they were like, and it was entertaining. Um, and and from that point on, I was like, I gotta have to pay attention to this band. Found out that our buddy Brett, who's been on the podcast twice, he and uh, his girlfriend Leanne, that we're both really good friends with, has ha- they've met the lead singer a few times because uh, I think he works at a tattoo shop uh, near them and frequents a brewery they frequent, if I remember yeah. correctly. So they so they recognized him from a video I sent in <laughs> and. Uh, so anyways this album so that's the even that's the funniest part of it because they didn't know him from like the band they're like oh yeah we know that guy because the brewery we go to they knew he was in a band and they knew his first name which i don't i can't recall off the top of my head but they were like oh that looks like so and so and so they look it up they're like it is yeah he's cool <laughs> um but anyways this album's been on my radar for a while i missed their pre-order i am getting it i'm just getting a black copy but that's okay not the purple the vinyl no the vinyl's not out yet but i am getting it uh so anyways the album is called so unknown it is their second full length and it is so heavy and it is so brutal and it is so good oh my goodness if you like metal metal and metalcore kind of like blended together it oh my goodness i as all as usual i'm really really bad with uh song titles but like uh gates of horn is one that sticks out that i remember it's really really good i think it may have been one of the singles uh stolen life but it's it's 10 tracks it's quick I didn't even realize it's this fast, but as I'm looking at it on Apple Music, it says Apple Music says 10 songs, 28 minutes. I didn't realize it was that fast of an album. Uh, but Dang. oh my, it's just so good. I told you, like, check it out. I don't know if you'd like it because it's so heavy, but you like some heavy music. Yeah, I'm definitely going to listen to it because I know you've hyped this band. And I have checked out singles uh, from around Furnace Fest and mm-hmm. last year. Uh, like when I when yeah. I came back home, so it's an album I listened to. I've not listened to. You. Oh, 
I'll fill in right now. Yeah, so it's a, definitely an album that I want to listen to, um, but I've yet to check out. But it's it's definitely one that as I finish up like turning off everything tonight, I'll probably listen to a song or two um, after I record the podcast. And I think Ward is distracted right now or something, so I'm going to go ahead and take over for a minute. So, uh, yeah, he's hyped on this Jesus Peace record. Uh, and speaking of, like, introducing me to music, I had seen uh, this artist. Uh, I don't know if it was exclusively just, like, Paste or, like, some other publications as well uh, on my Twitter feed. But uh, it was this artist uh, called Blancho. And uh, just, like, she released an album not this past Friday, but the Friday prior. And um, it's not my not listen to at all. Uh, but it's good. Like, you should probably check it out. You probably would like it. And so I had not been listening to anything that I could like needed to like currently listen to new release Friday. And I was just listening to a few things that I wanted to check out. Not, not really listening to anything like, Oh man, I'm distracted right now. I cannot. Uh, so I listened to it on Friday and like two or three checks in, I was like, Oh, I'm still this. And I started looking up vinyl for it. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to pre-order this from urban outfitters. Cause they have a, um, it's not clear and it's not black, which was on the, uh, Blonde Shell website. Uh, again, the album is, uh, is the artist is Blonde Shell, B L O N D S H E L L, one word. It's a self titled record. Um, it's it's very much because you asked me to describe it, I would say it's in the vein of like snail mail, uh, some um, soccer mobbing to a degree because it has that 90s kind of sound to it. Uh, this kind of reminds me of like hole or garbage. Um, uh, maybe yeah. even a little like like as far as like the songwriting, maybe a little Phoebe Bridgers. Uh, I mean, not not as it's good. It's good song. I'm not trying. I mean, I don't mean this is a diss. It's not as good as Phoebe, but as far as like songwriting, but it's still very very good songwriting. Um, the first track gives a nod to Veronica Mars. I'm always a fan of Veronica Mars. I love that TV show. I like the movie. So <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm always gonna I... enjoy that. I was so like I laughed the first time because I wasn't looking at the song titles, but I clearly heard her say that while mm-hmm. singing, and I'm like, "What, <laughs> Veronica Mars?" That uh, the line, the line, Logan's a dick, and uh, I'm learning that's hot. That <laughs> that made me laugh so much. Yeah, no, uh, it's a good, it's a good album, and I definitely thought it would be up your vein. I only listened to like four songs, and. I listened to it all and I've listened to it all I don't know how many times over the last couple of days it's a it's nine songs and 32 minutes so it's like nine songs is short for full length but then only being 32 minutes you know but it's very very good I I really like it gets for me like there's a couple tracks towards the end that I'm like not like in love with yet but like the first five songs off of this are just really awesome it all has like a like an indie alternative kind of feel to it and the best part is it's cohesive, but it also all sounds different too. Like it sounds different enough. Like there's enough mix in it uh, to kind of keep you intrigued in all the different songs. So I really like this record. Um, Urban Outfitters had a uh, transparent violet, I think is the color on the website. And so I was like, I'll just go ahead and order that because I know it won't get charged. That sounds until, like, cool. Yeah, it looks really nice. And it, they're one of those sites that don't charge you until it releases or it ships. And so it's not shipping until July. So I thought I'll go ahead and order from this website. I like it better than black. And I'm not big on clear. Like clear is like, I just want one clear and I'm good. I don't need a bunch of clear. Um, 
that's my least favorite color vinyl yeah. by the way i like ultra clear is fine milky clear is fine but like you've said that. <laughs> i don't need more than one of each like i'm yeah. good after that yeah so, and and let me clarify i've listened to all of it now but i had only heard like three or four songs okay when I messaged you and I was like, you need to listen to this. And then I went to something else to finish. Um, Cause I just, I was in the mood for something uh, like heavy at the mm-hmm. moment. So I went away from it, but I knew I liked it and I wanted to go back to it. I will say yeah. if there is a, like there's somewhat of an overall cohesiveness anyway, but I agree with what you said. of like, there's differences in the tracks, uh, very nineties. Uh, I would say it's a little more rock than snail mail or soccer mommy um yeah this would be like the hardest song on soccer mommy or yeah like her new record especially because it has that really 90s kind of alternative kind of grunge kind of didn't sound to the sonic level i would say like her heaviest song on that album sometimes forever would be like a normal song on this record and i don't mean like heavy isn't like heavy or or hardcore heavy but like that kind of heavier some more rock yeah yeah it's it's very good i like it and there's also like and i mentioned this to you like there's like some almost like dark tones to it like just kind of like an overall like dark tone to the whole album i feel where like even some of the slower tracks it gives it like an earnestness and even like some of the the content itself, like I know she talks a little bit about like uh, like a drug habit and whatnot in some of the songs. Like I think at least it's referenced at least twice in the album. So I mean, it it is a very a very good record, a record that surprised me. I was not looking for at all. Um, a, an album that I already put at least as a potential somewhere on the you know the end of the year list, maybe uh, depending how it goes. But I I really liked this record. Uh, like I said, three or four songs in. I think if I it's very tough for me to pick a favorite because I do think it's a very strong record. Um, probably Olympus might be my favorite song for it, but I also like, there's, there's some humor in it too. Like salad I thought is awesome. Like I really like the song salad where she talks about killing her boyfriend um, by poisoning his salad. <laughs> dark, and, tones. dark tones, dark tones. <laughs> yeah. Dark tones. Just, it's just funny. Kind of like uh, the kill bill song from uh SZA. So it's just, they, they it just, like I said, a very good record. I was not expecting to like as much as I do. I just thought it'd be a good listen, but no, it's very, very good. So uh, very hyped on that. And we'll uh, be spreading this to as many people as I know, kind of like, you know, I'm can do on times from time to time. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And sorry for the interruption. No, uh, my neighbor um, was speaking to me, uh, obviously not knowing what we're, yeah, not knowing what we're doing. I was afraid I was being too loud. So that's a thing that can happen and it is late but no it was just asking was like are you a radio dj i'm i'm not trying to eavesdrop but your conversation sounds really cool <laughs> so that's actually that's that's actually awesome but yeah <laughs> that was live. yeah i didn't know you know like if maybe i was being too loud or something since i'm naturally pretty loud and so i just with how late it is that's why i went ahead and just hit mute let you figure it out uh, while i talked to her so no that was actually kind of cool but anyways I don't need to talk more about Jesus Peace, really, other than just say, yeah, I love the album. It's very high up there for me now and for the year. Granted, there's a lot of time left, but it's really, really good. And yeah, Blonde Shell, I had 
never heard of Blonde Shell from I don't think ever. And it, it she was a former artist uh, under the name I think it was pronounced Bomb. It's B A U M. It was more of like a pop project, and she just did. It's not something she wanted to do. Um. Okay, so you've done- yeah. So. Uh, to steal a line from Bill Simmons, half-assed internet research, I went on Wikipedia just to kind of see, you know, you know how we're kind of like, I always like to just find a, like, a little bit of basic information about the band or artist. And so she had been a, a pop artist and released, I don't know, a few, few at least a few things under the, the bomb uh, name. And she just w- didn't want to do that kind of music anymore. She wanted to do something different. So she was getting sober and she was writing this record uh, as she was getting sober too, so. Gotcha. That's cool. And this isn't. Um, so let's see. Is this her first album as Blonde Shell? It is. She's only okay. released singles. I think it's this album, and I believe there's one other single that's not on this album that is that I saw on Spotify, and I had to uh, it's my collection on. Um, Disappointment. ITunes. Disappointment's not on this single. Yeah, that's the that's the song that uh, was released as a single that's mm-hmm. not on it. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, like completely caught me off guard. I uh, just was, I saw it in new releases and I was looking for something to listen to while I was at work and I had remembered seeing it, I think on like tone vendors, uh, Friday new release post that they always do on a Friday. I think that's where I saw it. And so I was like, you know what? I'll check this out. And yeah, it's really, really good. Um, there now i'll do my recant though of last week if you're okay with that before i forget again so daughter Uh, we talked about in the last episode and how i just didn't get it and you recommended listening to it like with headphones on paying better attention so that's what i did and very quickly i realized there's so much more going on musically it's still kind of thin but nowhere near as thin as it sounded before with it just like playing. And it's actually really good. I really like it. It is still very like electronic heavy, but there's definitely a lot more going on. It's a lot more band Mm -hmm. than what I noticed at first. Uh, So I definitely recommend like what you said, people listen to this album with headphones on. So you're really paying attention because it's definitely a fuller sound than I first thought. And and while it definitely is a lot of electronic and a lot of synth and stuff, it's not what I had said before where it just sounded like an artist playing with, you know, like playing in the studio uh, with like beats and things. It's it's really, really good album. So I recant my original opinion. You were exactly right. Headphones with that album and really pay, just paying attention is the way to go. And so completely flipped on that too i don't know if i still like it as much as you but i definitely like it it's a very it is a very good album so i have mm-hmm. recanted that is my second recant of the night um, <laughs> if you're keeping track at home that is two one for sports and one for music so yeah great album yeah i i really like them uh, i saw mine finally shipped so um i should be getting it because come from the uk and so it'll be a little delayed. So my guess is maybe the end of next week, because I think it just shipped at the end of part of last week because of uh, getting the charge for it in my bank account. That's how I know. Um, 
but I'm excited. Again, I, I've listened to the CD portion, um, which the next time I mail you something, I'll probably burn you a copy of the CD, which is like the live, uh, fr- I forget the venue, but it doesn't matter right now. But it's a live. Yeah. I'll um, take it. I'll take it. Uh, it's it's really cool. Like some of the songs, cause like I've heard the, it's mainly songs from the, the first two records. I mean, this is only their technically the third record. They've done the soundtrack for Life is Strange one time. But um, it just, what they changed up a few things live is, is kind of really cool on the vocals and whatnot. And just like they added a few elements that are not on like the studio versions. Um, again, a band I saw live uh, one time and really, really enjoyed the set. It was awesome. It was, I think at Exit Inn in Nashville. Um, I think that is the name of the venue. And they played with Vancouver Sleep Clinic. So it was like two bands I really, really wanted to see for a long time. And it, to them playing together was like a no brainer for me. Uh, but to, for me, I'm, I'm good until we get to the, like the records today stuff, but I do want to mention that, um, it's a, a post that you commented on and I, I think I've already commented on, uh, I think I've locked into, uh, an agreement on terms, we'll call it on the Dustin Kins rule, even though I won't be buying it until like my first paycheck in okay in may but i think that's gonna work out to where i get the dustin kinsru the um the one he did on tooth and nail or or, or whatever if it was one of the imprints or whatnot bc maybe but yeah okay which one because it was like so just the water so and the blood because because uh, i had that one so, at one that's point the, so the worship album yeah i had that one at one point and sold it in la to to pay for rent and it's one i've always wanted to get again Dude, that is on um, that church is uh, record label. Um, oh, okay. But Tooth and Nail did a re-release of it, or maybe like a mass release for it or something. Maybe. Yeah, that may be the case. I, the one I have, I'm pretty sure, just has the church he used to work for that um, that was in Seattle that went under. Uh, something. BC Recordings. I just checked it. And that's uh, okay. the the worship side of Tooth and Nail when they if it's still right. open, yeah. I don't or know the, if it is or not. But it yeah, one or the the more like uh, very uh, very Christian of them, yeah, is BEC. But uh, I Mars Hill is the church I was trying to think of. I, when I, I'm pretty sure the one I have, it may say BEC, but I'm pretty sure it also says like Mars Hill because that was the church he was working for at the time. Yeah, it's probably like they probably do like what a lot of mega churches do where they own a portion of the songs written even though they had nothing to do with them <sighs> i'll save that for later <laughs> yeah it's a it is a really good it is a really good album i'm so glad i yeah that i own it i found it years ago that was one of the first things i ever bought off of discogs actually and uh yeah so there's a guy that's selling just a ton of his, so, so many good right records now. and from Indian Lakes, oh my god, that from Indian Lakes for fifty bucks—that's the clear and the splatter—is such a good price on that. It's like forty-five dollars. It's really good. That's a good price on it. But I have it. I have it on silver. And then, uh, right. The one thing I did consider buying is because I want another copy of Jovan's Dimly Lit because it's it's honestly one of my favorite like thirty records of the last ten years. Right, and it was I saw the Jovan, and that yeah, was why I, have I, it. I tagged you in the post because I saw that. But then, uh, yeah, I. I didn't see the Dustin or I would have thought of you for that too, because I know that, that you had mentioned uh, that album and a few others. Um, so, yeah, but 
he has a lot of good stuff. And and the the Diaz uh, is it Diaz Vale? Like that one's another Diaz Vale. That's another one that's like God. That's such a like one that never pops up. And it's like maybe because I haven't listened to that record in a long time. But the, that one, the Joe Van is because the green one. I again I like green records. Uh, it's the green one is sold out on his website. And I do want a second copy of it just because I like that record so much. It's more of like a self it's a self-released record, I believe. I don't think it was on a label. So if if it ever like thing ever happened to my copy or just eventually he sold out of it, it's gonna be tough to like acquire that at a decent price. So it's kind of one of those deals for me that I wouldn't mind having two copies of that one. It's very rare I own two copies of a record, but that's one instance that I wouldn't mind having too. Yeah. But no, I'm glad you're. I'm glad that it looks like you're going to get the Dustin Kinsrew because I know, I, I had I do remember that story that you had had it at one time and had to get rid of it. So I'm glad you're getting it mm-hmm. again. Um, but yeah, that dude's selling a lot of stuff. So kudos to you for being able to work that out with him. Uh, it's funny though that it's just like a worship album, something that neither one of us really listened to. I did back in the day, but that album is just so good. Mm-hmm. It has to be like King's Kaleidoscope, or uh, there's been a few others that have been like okay. That like uh, was it Citizen and Citizens and Saints, the guy that uh, Zach Bolin is in. Like that's not too yes. bad. There's a few, but mainly a lot of them were, were because like I felt like there was so much more like actual. I don't want to say talent because I don't mean it like that, but it just seems like there was like they weren't just doing cookie cutter stuff that you'd hear like on radio or something like that. It was actually seemed like it right a lot a lot better, like a higher quality at least from from my perspective. If I was going to listen to it, no, I I hundred percent agree with you. Yeah. So, um, any do you have anything else before we jump into record store day or cause I don't really have anything else. If you're mm-hmm. good, I'm good to go on into that. Yeah, I'm good. I want to, um, I know we mentioned the, the Frank thing, but I want to see Sunday plays out and then maybe comment okay. on, like circle back to it maybe next week and see if there's any changes from his performance Sunday to this coming week and see if anything changed. Cause that is he, he's still playing this Sunday. Unless something changes, which I mean, something could. It's just any Wednesday. I mean, it's yeah, close to Wednesday. It's not quite Wednesday yet, but it's very okay. Close. So, for now, we're putting a pin in that. Mm-hmm. There was a dumpster fire of Frank Turner's. Uh, sorry, not Frank Turner. Uh, uh, of Frank Ocean's headlining set at Coachella, complete closing com- festival headline, which is like probably one of the most important sli- like sets to close out right. the weekend. Complete dumpster fire, but we'll yeah. s- we're, we'll wait and see if he is still the closing out performer the second weekend, and if so, how does it go? And then we'll give our thoughts on the whole shebang. Let me say I read an article by GQ, which kind of like annoyed me because uh, they they went to a set. The only thing I want to comment on is if I went to an artist set, and, and to be honest, Frank Ocean being one of those artists that doesn't tour a lot, kind of like a Radiohead, or, um, I mean, obviously they're not totally a group anymore, but if Daft Punk ever came back around, there are artists that don't tour a whole lot. Like they don't, And if they do, they only play like certain shows or like a festival. They don't go around and do like a full U.S. tour. That would be a determining factor for me to go to a music festival. If I go to a music festival or if I go to a concert, and 
okay, it's cool. Maybe you want to play an alternate version of your song, but if you're really just playing it on an iPod and just jumping around on stage, like I can do that at home, man. Like at least play it live. I'm not saying you have to recreate it, you know, sonically and, and, you know, you can't do a risk, but at least sing it live, play it live. Like, I don't know. It just, it is, it, it was a bummer. Like if I was going to, if I lived in, in, and had the money and lived in like California near it and Coachella was a possibility for me because of Frank Ocean, like that would have been like a determining factor to go to Coachella. And if, if I, that would have been the performance I get from Frank Ocean, I would have been severely disappointed. He would have been my only, it's kind of like the year I went to, uh, um, let's say Beloved came out and then Beloved just played like brand new songs and then jumped off stage for a while and just played uh, songs from the EP, but like remixed them, like re-recorded them or remastered them for a better quality. Or like, but, but they didn't play set. them. They just put their iPod on and then they just like stood on stage or whatever. I'd be kind of pissed. Like, what? <laughs> this is the beloved I signed up to see. <laughs> right. Yeah. Basically, so, so far, it did everything that's come out so far just really makes it look like he just really screwed all the fans and Coachella over. But anyways, we're either going to talk about it now or we'll talk about it later. So let's talk about it. Let, we'll talk about it later. Um, we'll talk about so it later. Record Store Day. Yeah. It, I got to be honest. It's I'm just stoked. like crept up on me. And it's like, it just doesn't even feel like this Saturday is Record Store Day to me. Like, but I know it is. So I have to prepare. And Saturday morning, whatever early time I wake up mm-hmm. to go to Tone Vendor, it'll be there. Like it'll it'll definitely be sunk in then. But yeah, I just don't. I just don't feel. It's not that I'm, I'm not as excited, and it's less about the the list and more about for whatever reason. Maybe it's just because I got so much stuff going on and everything. It just when when all of a sudden i saw the post and we were like oh this like this saturday's record store day i'm like holy cow this saturday's record store day usually i'm you know like thinking about it leading up to it more and i know what day it is and this year it just Mm -hmm. no i'm just like like oh yeah this saturday's record store day see i i think it's because um Again, I never know if I'm going to go for sure because it's always like if usually if I have like friends going, like there have been times where like no one's went and like I had you pick me up something. Um, so one of my friends mentioned it to me. Uh, I think I want to say like in January or something because it wasn't when we did like a game night together because he mentioned it again, like and we still down to go to records today we had already talked about it so i want to say probably in january maybe even february we discussed it a bit and i was like oh yeah i'm down like yeah <laughs> let's go like even if i don't buy anything i still always look at like i think that was even before the list came out like i still be down to look at records that they have in stock or just go for the camaraderie and the fun just like going without the eat or whatever so um uh i had uh like confirmed with him like when we did the game night last month now i look at the calendar it was in it was in march i was like oh yeah we're still down for that right he's like, yeah so um last year we had like five of us go so i i asked um 
with to be honest uh with the idea of asking one like uh this person i've been seeing uh to maybe go as well just i don't know if she'd be interested but i was gonna at least throw the invite out and uh uh he's like oh yeah he's like i know that the, one of his friends isn't going from last year he's like so i know at least have one spot and so i don't know how many people end up going but yeah we, we're gonna i mean it's gonna be i'm i'm looking forward to that for that so i made a joke to you the other night is <laughs> she's gonna find out it's like she's the other woman uh a record store day because i this is like my favorite record store day like i have a i have a, a how when i go into the record store uh, i just start making a pile because you've seen me it's easy to like want 10 records when you go in sometimes and obviously sometimes your budget or wallet does not allow you to buy like 10 records at one time so you you weed through you may, may find some stuff you're not planning on you check some lists maybe you're not buying as much that day and you're like oh cool no one of one of like a record off my list I've been wanting for a while or I'll look at my want list on Discogs or I'll see if they have this one single I just remembered that's like an old song uh, from like Steely Dan or something. So um, I go in and make a pile and then I dwindle that pile down to a reasonable amount that I want to spend that day. And so I'm, I'm just looking forward to it because I'm even kind of changing on the records that I want to pick up that are actually RSD releases. Um, I mean, for sure I want um beach house like that's a must especially with how much i loved uh once twice melody and then being songs from that session like i definitely want to have those um i'm pretty much all in on taylor swift because i listened to that record the because i've not really i had it downloaded and to tell you like obviously i've not listened to it that much um the downloaded version i had on my phone was actually a censored version which really pissed me off because I just I just find it annoying to have censored music on your phone if you're gonna save it. Uh, so I had to go find it and re-download it that wasn't a censored version. Um, but I listened to it about three or four times uh, over the last week to in preparation for it. And I think that's a record. Like I really do like what she does live. Like she sounds really good on these songs live. And uh, it's you know, um, Aaron from the National and. Uh, my mind went blank on the guy from Bleachers, <laughs> uh, Jack. At Antonoff, Jack Antonoff. Yeah, yeah, him. The both both of them were playing pretty much every song, and then of course the Justin Vernon from Bon Iver is there, um, and then she plays guitar on some songs too. But it's it's a really cool session. Um, I first for some reason thought it was over four discs, but it's only over two, and I found a pricing for it. So I thought it was going to be around sixty bucks, and that was also a turnoff for me. I was like, I don't know if I want to spend sixty bucks on a record I'll like. But I don't know if like I want to pay sixty bucks for this record, and I found out like it's gonna pretty much retail for like forty bucks. So that's another good thing that kind of swings it in my favor. And then I've gone back and forth between the the London Grammar record. Like I, there, there's part of me that's like, yeah, I'll get it. Uh, and then the other parts like, eh, maybe I'll just kind of like hold off because it's okay, I like it, but do I really love it? And then even under oath, like I'm thinking like, do I really want this one? Should I just like? not get it and foals as much as i love foals am i gonna like this remix version of their songs you know even i really i did enjoy the album i thought it was a good listen when it came out so um but again i'm looking forward to the day as a whole for one thing going to pittsburgh um what we usually do when we go to pittsburgh is we usually go to some local place to eat which we're you know more likely going to do on saturday we've talked about a couple places and then, like, we'll go check out, like, some local beers. We'll go check out the record store. We might even get hit up, like, this place called The Exchange, which is, uh, like, a 
kind of like I almost say a hobby store because it has mainly just like video games and like some old like movies and records. Uh, but it's it's a pretty good place, and that's always kind of fun to hit up. So and and who knows, maybe we go somewhere different this time or or somewhere in addition to. Um, but I mean, I'm looking forward to it just because like it's always like a good time, like just just hanging out and then just going to the record store. It's not something I do frequently, so uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Even if I don't get a whole lot of RSD releases at the end of the day, I'm just going to kind of make a pile and kind of go from there. Right. And y'all go later too. Like, um, you go, like, if there was anything that you really wanted that you know would be hard to get, like, you have to be, like, one of the first, you know, like, that wouldn't happen for you. Uh, so, so um, I do have a question if you had a good record store uh-huh. locally in your town, would yep. would you be like one of the people that try to go early most years? I'm not saying every year because some years the list just doesn't do it. But would you be one of the people that does try to get in line mm-hmm. early and be there? Uh, because you are someone that is so into vinyl. But when it comes to record store day, you're a lot uh-huh. as someone that's so into vinyl you're so nonchalant about record store day and it makes sense with not having like a place look close by for you to go to you know so but would you be more um i'll make a question with this i have stayed overnight in pittsburgh uh so originally the record store used the this the one i like going to used to open up at midnight uh and so i love that because i'm a night owl as you know so I don't like getting up early. I would rather stay up late than getting up early. So when they did the midnight release, it was perfect because we go to the city, chill out in the evening, and then we go record store and just drive back. You know, we're leaving there like a one in the morning, one thirty in the morning, and uh, that was record store day. But then they got in trouble for doing that from from like the actual like promoters of record store day, and I guess they couldn't have it ended up being like a Black Friday record today. They couldn't have um, so at least twice uh, I have have went up um and lined up uh in the morning when they started doing the morning releases uh with friends like we stayed in pittsburgh and then went to record Street in the morning like that's how much we would want and it depends on the releases really like i'm more willing to do that when it's something i really really want so uh the the time that uh i, I can't remember what was released exactly but i know on a black friday record store day um, I couldn't sleep that night, so I ended up watching. This was like the first time I watched Community. I was working my way through the seasons of it, and it was on Black Friday, uh, you know, end of Thanksgiving into like the you know the wee hours. I went home, watched like two hours of Community, and got my car and drove to Pittsburgh. And uh, Incubus was being re-released on vinyl, and it was Make Yourself and um, A Crow After the Murder, which are two of my three favorite Incubus albums, and they. Had, only had the original pressings uh, out, which were you know tougher to get. This is before I don't really started popping again, and so I I went and was like I was technically the first person there because I got to Pittsburgh. I don't think they were opening up to like eight or nine, and I was there at like seven in the morning. And this is again before records today was super popular, and it was Black Friday record store day, and I was end up being the the second or third person in line because I wanted to stay in the warmth of my car. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I, I will do it. It just has to be a really big release. Like the first record show I went gotcha. to was I 
think in 2012, which would have been the third record store day, it was the one where um, Amberlynn released Cities and May released The Everglow. That was the first one I went to. And I was like within the first seven people in line because that was a midnight release. And we went and got there about like 11 o'clock or so, 1130. And you're able to get like a decent spot in line at that point. And, uh, you know, it opened up at midnight. I got my releases. And at that time I had just got back from like a music festival and a trip to Cleveland. Um, so I was, I only had enough money for those records. So I didn't really look around at anything else. I just knew I wanted those two records because they were two of my favorite records uh, or albums, I should say. So, um, gotcha. Yeah, I, I definitely will do it. It just, it just depends. Okay, cool. That's kind of what I figured. I, uh, I just noticed like late last few years, it's like, yeah, I don't know when we'll get there. We'll get there when we get there. And I was like, okay. So this year, if, if it wasn't for the qual, uh, the quantities of the Taylor Swift record, that one was like up until like being so comfortable, like I could probably show up later and at least probably get a copy. Um, I was thinking like, man, I, I, I even told Josh, I was like, I'm down to leave whatever. Cause I would say I am like, I don't ideally want to get up early to go to records today. And I'm thinking like earliest we'd probably leave is like eight, <laughs> maybe, maybe nine. By the time we get out of town, you get there around 11, but like, we'll probably, I'm guessing we'll probably leave around like 10 or 11. Um, I kind of was just kind of checking in with everyone else and see what everyone else was thinking, but we'll probably grab some local coffee, uh, I don't know why I specify as local, but there's like a really good local place. I like to like take my friends and whatnot. And uh, they make this coffee that I had the last time. It was a blackberry mocha. And I'm so stoked to get that again. Cause it was delicious. It's like the best coffees they've ever had. Um, and of course I'll probably get some beans while I'm there as well. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just like, super excited for like the whole experience of going up to Pittsburgh, going to the record store, getting food, and, uh, trying some beers around that area. Um, it's, gonna be a cooler day it's gonna be like in the 50s and rainy i think unless it changed so it's not like last year was actually really nice like i remember i was wearing shorts and a t-shirt and slides because it was so hot um it hit like in the 80s and i i took like a flannel didn't even use it i put i had i always wear slides and we have like long trips and i'll like change into tennis shoes it was so warm inside the record store that i was like now i'm just gonna wear my slides (laughs) i'm good it's hot in here gotcha yeah i mean the so with the Taylor Swift, because that's also on my list uh, to get, it's the long folklore, long pond sessions. Uh, that's not, that's definitely one I want to. Uh, but th- she, after she put out mm-hmm. that uh, seven inch, was that, that was last year, right? Yeah, it was uh, the lake. Yeah, seven-ish. and th- there were so few of like stores were lucky to get one this year with this release she's just put out tons so like i 75 so i mean that's something it's it's something that everyone should will likely get if you go to record store day you're gonna probably get it It, that's very few stores are only gonna have like a small number of copies i know tone vendor got several several copies i watched the video yeah like he put in a video which i like he lets people know ahead of time they used to not be allowed to do that but now they're allowed to so Uh he he put a video on instagram like just in case anybody wants to know how many uh 
Taylor Swift copies we got and it's and he put them in front of each section of records in the store like it covered all of them they got so many which is I mean it looks like it's like 40 or 50 at least like it looks like a solid amount yeah which is awesome so most likely Mm -hmm. the chances of you not getting it is very very small and if you don't get if it is sold out at that store it'll be very easy to find uh but anyways yeah I can that's it that one's not gonna be that that you have to one that you have to really hustle for uh this year like the like the one she did last year was uh but uh, with that said i'm gonna go yeah. early i don't know exactly how early but i'm definitely gonna go early because that's just what i do plus i gotta work saturday so i need to go in time to go leave and get ready for work like i always do um uh, i'm with you beach house i definitely want that become ep i definitely want that like i mentioned i want taylor swift under oath, all I want to say is this is the di- the pressing of that digital ghost uh, online that they did of a live re- video of it, and it sounded so good mm-hmm. to the point that when the album came out, it was a little disappointing. The album of, of Voyeurist is good, but just doesn't hit the same way this live version did. So I am super excited about that because it sounded so awesome so i do want that uh jason isbell and amanda shires the sound emporium yeah their husband and wife for anyone that doesn't know I she still goes by amanda shires uh because that's her name as an artist but i'm excited for that frank turner everybody knows i'm a huge frank turner fanboy. so he's re-releasing a tape deck heart for record store day i have tape deck heart but i definitely want this uh I had Our Lady Peace, and as I'm thinking, like, I knew when I made my list that I was going to have to cut some stuff, so there's a good chance if it's still there when I get there, even though that would be cool to get, I may cut that just because I'm not huge on them, so if I need to, I know I need to cut something, I may cut it. Uh, the Verb Pipe Villains is one of my favorite albums from the 90s. I remember you mentioning that when you uh, when the list yeah. first came out and our it's reaction to it. Such a good album, and that was really they didn't do much after that. I mean, that single "Freshman" exploded, and then they didn't do much after that album. Not really, not on that level for sure. And I honestly think they were a band that album was a little ahead of its time. But I really want that on vinyl, and then from there, uh, the only other one is. U2 uh, is putting out a four song EP and I'm just I always buy what U2 puts out but just you know due to like that's already a lot of stuff so I and they'll probably a, be like 80 bucks for it too their <laughs> stuff is always so high priced it really is so right now I'm probably going to cut Our Lady Peace this is if everything I want is there uh, when when I get in the store because I doubt I'll be first. Yeah. I'm not as worried about, you know, I haven't been first in quite a while, but I usually get there early enough to go pretty quick. Um, so it's been a long time since and I've missed something uh, because of because of just like not getting in the store in time. But yeah, Our Lady Peace is probably going to go. You two might go as well, but I'm hoping to at least get those others uh, from there. So he's done 
uh, like a few like flip through videos of what's come in. And so far, I've only seen obviously the Taylor Swift and Beach House, but I know he was trying to get all of these. My guess is he did. My guess is I'll be able to get everything I want when I get there. I just may cut those just to, because of you know finances. So we'll see what happens. But that's my list. Like I said, uh, I'll probably I'll probably cut Our Lady Peace and I may cut the U2 as well. Uh, because also a lot of times the U2 stuff you can get later. They usually do quite a bit, a big press of those. Uh, so we'll see what happens. But I'm definitely going to go. I'll get up early, go to the store. Hopefully it won't be too cold. I haven't even checked the weather. Um, but then I'll come home and get ready for work. Uh, right now, it's actually supposed to rain that morning, <laughs> but it's not supposed to rain until after, until after I would have already, it's not supposed to rain until sometime after 10, if it still rains, because that's, I mean, Saturday's a good ways off. And right now, the low is like high 60s. It's colder right now than it is when I, than it's supposed to be for Saturday. So we'll see what happens, but I mean, it's another record store day. Uh, so I'm going to go and support my local record store and support vinyl and uh, buy some, buy some records. I'm excited. I mean, like, like I said, that villains album is, I'm so stoked to get it and all these others, you know, like anytime Frank Turner, I got to get some Frank Turner. And after, like you said, after that, the release by Beach House last year, it's EP, I know is going to be great. So, yeah, sonically, it's going to be a lot in that same vein, I feel like. And that's why I'm really excited because I've not heard these songs. And so, this is going to be like brand new songs I'm hearing for the first time. And so, I mean, they could be online somewhere. They're, I don't think on Spotify, um, if memory serves. Like, I don't remember seeing them anywhere either. Um, I looked up the U2 release. And so, what it looks like to me, and I could be wrong because, again, I'm not like you follow YouTube closer than I do. So it looks like it's a single with two songs and the two songs are in there twice. They're two mixes of two different songs. So two heart speed is one. There's a war mix of it and a songs of surrender mix, which I believe is the new one, right? The songs of surrender, the new thing they did. I, yeah. Where they just kind of like did different versions of, of their big, like not all big songs, but a lot of them are like singles and whatnot. Right. Yeah, so it's oh my gosh, it's like four. It's like a four LP of just like their catalog. So I'm going to help you through this. I think so. There's two two art speed is one. There's a war mix, which is I think the original album title, if memory serves. And so my guess is yes. original album mix and then a new mix of that song. There's also Sunday Bloody Sunday war mix and songs of surrender mix. So if you have war already on vinyl and you're planning on getting, as far as I know, still the songs of surrender. Um, album you could probably pass it's t- list is $24 right now on Zia's website the one I sent you so it's probably going to be out $24 for the the probably 12 inch single that's actually really low for you too yeah honestly but if you don't need this one and you already have war and you're going to get songs of surrender you won't necessarily need this because you're going to have those songs and those mixes of those songs on those two albums already right yeah so just to, just you know if you if, you know helping you out there maybe if you need to sacrifice one for the, you know the greater right. good of your collection or or uh hall on saturday 
yeah no you're exactly right and that's that's a, and i knew that i already knew what the what the track oh, listing okay, was okay. but that's still a very good point i ha- i knew what it was but i was just in the mode of it's you two i gotta get it uh so that that mindset is actually really good and that does help me say no to it if i need to uh so no thank you for that because that's a that's a really good way of looking at it even though i don't have songs of surrender yet i do plan on getting it at some point and i definitely i have yeah you're gonna get the boston celtics version is what i've heard Uh, but i do have uh i have two copies of war because that's a pretty easy to find album and i've bought them i've bought it used both times because i bought it used and then later on down the road i found a i found it used in better condition so i went ahead and grabbed it again so uh so i mean i have not everything but i have almost everything uh on vinyl from them so i knew you had a i knew you had a lot so one thing else that i've done for records for day and this is just something of course that i would do uh I when we do these road trips, like I know a lot of time we're like just chit chatting and whatnot the, the entire time. It's not like we're just sitting there like in silence for most of the time. But I made a really good uh, playlist. It's called Road to Records Today or just RSD, but it's just a bunch of songs either like that I've liked lately or or just songs that like I'm trying to introduce or bands I'm trying to introduce people to that they may not have listened to previously. <laughs> so I made like a five and a half hour playlist for Records Today that could change by then uh maybe be slightly scaled back by slightly maybe like five or six songs or maybe even have one or two added to it but like i have some blonde show on it i have like uh some stuff i've been either into a lot or a few things like that are actually that i'm looking for as uh records today releases um yeah so so i'm 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 pretty stoked uh just to see to see what they have um as far as like, if there's a, a non-records for day release um, that they could have potentially that I might be into is like if they have the Blink One A Two neighborhoods. Uh, I've actually really enjoyed that record lately. Which I wouldn't mind owning it on vinyl if I could get it for like a regular price, which I know I can. Uh, but if they had it at the records for day, I'd be tempted to just go ahead and get it. Um, looking at my list here. I'll see what they have if anything sticks out like from my list, but I probably will stick mainly to like some records today releases or something that I'm not like, I'm kind of surprised they haven't stocked that I've been wanting for a while. Um, or if something is like happens to be on my list there, uh, like my want list on Discogs, which is a lot of stuff that's more likely not going to be in a record store, but maybe, um, but I'm I'm looking forward to it. Just the experience itself. I love going to the record store today. I like this. I mean, I like the record store in general. I like the smell, the, uh, just kind of browsing. And sometimes you find have these these really cool finds. Uh, I know my friend Josh. Uh, he's just looking. He's he has like no RSD releases he wants, but he's just excited to to get some like records. I forget which ones he mentioned when we were going to go see Mario on Saturday, but uh, he mentioned a few artists he was going to look for and whatnot. So. Yeah, it should be it should be a good time. I'm looking forward to it. For me, it's different because I go, like I said, early. So I go in, grab my records, and then I'm out. So the next person in line can get in. So that's how they have to do it until the the line dwindles down. And then people can like go back in and shop if they want to. So for me, it's go in, get get my 
RSD releases and then I'm out, you know, and I go home and get ready for work. I'll, 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 uh, I know we'll finish up here. I just was one thing about the midnight releases I miss is they would always do these like cool, like things for like people that would come, they would, uh, like have coffee, like a coffee, like they would have like different like pots of coffee. They'd get some local pastries too. Like they'd have like donuts and they would have like muffins bagels they'd have all these things like at midnight so it'd not be just like and they're all free like you have to pay for anything they would just have like this on hand like just coming in and, and whatnot and they used to offer discounts too like if it was a non-record store day release but a new record you could get 10 percent off and if it was a used record you get 20 percent off of it so it just kind of things they do for like the collector um i don't remember them giving the discount last year for anything um because i only got a few records today releases but uh yeah record staples is upon us um and my bedtime is upon us because you know i gotta get sleep to finish out this week all the stuff going on and of course the warriors playing on wednesday uh, thursday night yeah and this is a two episode so we can call it now i'm excited it looks like the um connect the game real quick it looks like the clippers they've been battling the suns from behind for quite a while and we're just over three minutes left it looks like they will probably lose unless they go on a major run they're only i mean they're they're down six but they've been down for quite a while so it looks like phoenix is in control but there's three minutes left Mm -hmm. they you don't know what may happen so Very true. All right. All right. Top Plays Podcast. We'll give you our uh, our haul next week, let you know what we obtained, and some update on some NBA hoops. For sure. And uh, maybe Frank Ocean will still be screwing over his fans. Who knows? Uh, yeah, more to come. <laughs>